Welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. This week we are discussing three popular Netflix movies, The Power of the Dog, The Lost Daughter, and Don't Look Up. And it would be fun to think of like a common thread between the three of them, but I'm thinking about this on the spot and I've got nothing, but maybe by the end of this episode, we'll have something (laughs) other than the fact that they're all Netflix movies. But first, TV news, light news week. Jordan, what do you have for us? Well, they've added to the cast for the Party Down uh, revival that Stars is doing, and they're adding uh, really famous people jennifer garner and james marsden whoa which i was like okay heavy hitters and they're also I ha- seen jennifer in so long that was shocking to me james marsden did um dead to me so it's like we've kind of seen him recently yeah but she's mostly been just on instagram i feel like mm-hmm. so on instagram and in the paparazzi yes so we haven't seen her act for a long time so that'll be fun um even though I just got Showtime. It's going to take a lot for me to get stars. <laughs> yeah. So maybe they have it. I'll have to, I don't know if I've used that trial already. I'll have to check it out. Um, I saw that Party Down was on my plane and I really should have watched it, but I didn't. And I also saw a Dumois post about how they saw people filming it. Wow, funny. And I thought of you. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's kind of a time capsule show of um, that era. Like rewatching it, it's still really, really good. And I, part of me is self-conscious almost recommending people going back and watching it because I feel like some of the humor is like kind of trapped back then. And I'm trying, like, I feel like it's probably like homophobic, you know, stuff like that. It's, from, like, like, it's like just friends. If you watched it back then, it's an amazing movie. If you didn't, just maybe don't watch it because it's not for you. It's only for the people who watched it kind of thing. Yeah. And like, yeah, and don't watch it because it'll hurt my feelings if you don't like it now, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Even though I shouldn't hold that against you. (laughs) (laughs) But you will. But stuff like that is hard. So, yeah, it's like, because I think it is almost probably from around that same time, like maybe... 06 to 09 ish you know Mm -hmm. but it's really funny so I just have to I don't know it's just one of those disclaimers yeah but I think it yeah I don't know but also they're um also adding Zoe Chow who is totally having a moment right now um in the after party on Apple and you know her from love life yes and I love her yeah so it's like she's getting cast in all this stuff so um it's like this revival is getting bigger and bigger which is exciting that is exciting interesting that it's on stars i can't think of anything on stars that i've ever watched i i have i have a completely empty brain right now great i can't even name a show that i'm not interested on stars you know yeah like i don't know any shows that have been on stars If only we had a Monica Padman to fact check this afterwards. (laughs) It's just us crossing our fingers while we listen back to the episode and Googling it. (laughs) And too lazy to re-record things that we talked about that were incorrect. Yeah. 
I was quickly looking on Netflix to see what I could download for a flight and randomly saw that Aziz Ansari had a new Netflix special. And I just, I hadn't even heard about this anywhere. I realized I recently unfollowed Aziz on Instagram because he never posts anything. And so I went to his Instagram and I was like, has he even posted about it? And yeah, he has posted about it actually kind of a lot, (laughs) but it's like 30 minutes and it's just like one set of his that he randomly did at the comedy cellar. And it is really funny and really good. It was really interesting. And at the very, very end, it like shows like a clip of his very first stand up routine that he did at oh the gosh. comedy cellar. His voice seems um like it was deeper then. And I'm like, is his higher voice kind of like a a facade? I don't know. I'm d- I thought it was really mm-hmm. interesting, so I'm dying to talk about it with someone. That is very surprising. You'd think it would go the other way as a man gets older. <laughs> <laughs> you would think. Um, yeah, it's like, did he put it on to be Tom Haverford on Parks and Rec? And then it just, and just like, it stuck that way. Like if you roll your eyes too much, it's <laughs> kind of how it seems. Wow. If that's not a good teaser to go watch it, I don't know what is. <laughs> My only other piece of news, um, it's Sundance related and I didn't get to watch this movie during Sundance, but I know Taylor did. And, uh, the movie cha-cha real smooth is uh, gonna go on apple oh my gosh i didn't even know that so thank you for telling me you're welcome and i'm excited because that means i'll get to see it soon yeah did they say when it's not in the article so <laughs> well i also saw that um another movie we watched i don't think i brought this up last week um but it was titled fresh and both of us enjoyed it as well and that one is going on Hulu in March. So, oh yeah, people should watch that. In March. I would rewatch that. Yeah, it's inter- It'll be interesting seeing more streamers. What who gets what? Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of other things, but that was the one that I saved and I'm excited about. Yeah, that's great. Highly recommend. It's cute and fun, and heartwarming, and sad. Wow. Need any other words? <laughs> Sign me up. All the things I want from a movie. (laughs) Cute and fun and sad. (laughs) Don't forget heartwarming. Oh, you're right. Maybe the most important word of all. Yeah. Um, Speaking of heartwarming, Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso, our favorite meanie head. That's so heartwarming at the same time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um... I feel like I've read this before, but it just came out today that he like inked an overall deal with Warner Brothers TV and he's going to, um, which is apparently the studio behind the Apple series of Ted Lasso, but he's going to like be producing a bunch of new TV projects and developing and creating and I don't really know what that means. And I feel like that's kind of, he's kind of a random guy, but I'm intrigued. I just had, while you were saying that, it kind of reminds me of like how Dan Levy is like the brains behind Shit's Creek, but then he's also kind of like the biggest 
star almost out of Schitt's Creek. And that's kind of like uh, Brett Goldstein. Cause like he's a, he didn't, he's not the creator, but he like is a writer, you know? So it's just mm-hmm. kind of like funny how he's kind of like also the fan favorite and also <laughs> he writes it. That's just such an interesting uh, trajectory that I like to see. Yeah. Me too. But I don't know if Dan Levy got any, I don't remember if he has any overall deals signed currently like that. No idea. It's none of my business. (laughs) (laughs) We don't deserve to know. All right. Well, I think that was it for the news portion of this podcast. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, But like mentioned, we watched three Netflix movies, one of which is The Power of the Dog. And... um. It features Benedict Cumberbatch. I feel like I had to mention him because he is kind of a main portion. And then also uh, Kristen Dunst and Jesse Plemons. And very fun. Love when a married couple IRL gets to act together. I thought you were describing the movie as very fun. Oh, no, 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 no. I was like, um, it it was good, but... I don't know if I'd say fun, but it was really fun that the Dunst Plemons love got to be on screen. So I that's what you meant. But it was just really I was like, interesting take. Can't (laughs) wait to hear about this. (laughs) No, we'll get into uh, my take on the movie after our top three. Yeah. But for our top three, we are ranking. Um. Couples in real life that we'd love to see act together in a movie or TV series. I'll go first. A lot of mine are kind of like mystery couples where I like I would love mm. to. I'll take any sort of chemistry I can get, whether it's fake or not. Um. So I said Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz. Ooh. Okay. They are so random to me, and I like it's shocking to me that they're still together, and. Neither of them, I know Channing has that like big movie coming up, but like neither of them have been in anything semi recently. And Channing's never done TV, and I think that would be interesting. Um, also, it's kind of, I kind of forgot about them. I think probably because the only couples we ever hear about now are like, um, Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox, <laughs> you know, like th- there's, there's four certain- couples we hear about and we all yes. know who they are. They have dominated the news cycle and it has to me that makes Zoe and Channing much more intriguing. I'm very intrigued by Zoe Kravitz. She rules Channing Tatum less intriguing to me. But now that they're kind of under wraps and like just being chill, I'm like that makes me much more into them as a couple. Yes, and like Channing has to be cool if Zoe's with him. Unless yeah. Zoe is so cool that she prefers a really boring guy. Mm. I could see it going either way, but I could see that too. Especially cuz I feel like her was it her fiance or husband that she was They with? were married for like a so, year. And he seemed like a very like capitalized cool guy, you know? Mhm. And so, not that that sounds insulting to Channing. But you know what I mean. Like Channing's vibe is very different than that. Yeah. Um. Wow, that's a great out of left field couple, and I'm kind of happy they're still together. I know. Me too. Interesting. Um, 
I like um I was kind of looking for like mystery couples like you said of people that I'm like I don't really actually see them if they're both actors I've never seen them act that much together like I would like to see what that's like you know mm-hmm. and um my first one I actually think they are in a Sundance to mo- movie together but I've just never seen it but I said Melanie Linsky and Jason Ritter especially because Melanie Linsky I mean obviously the queen is having her moment right now with yellow jackets, but she is in like, she works consistently and she's in dark dramas. Very different than what Jason is in like the most random things all the time. And they always get canceled. <laughs> and um, I would just really like to see the, like him being in kind of more Melanie's kind of vibe of, of like a dark drama mm-hmm. and like how their chemistry would be together. Even if they're not a couple in the show, like just, I just am so intrigued by these two that like are really deeply in love and I love both of them and yeah very I purposefully did not choose them because I was hoping that you would so I'm glad that you are predictable and also (laughs) yes I agree (laughs) yeah I think that would be amazing my next one is um, a newer relationship that the world just found out about, although if you follow Dumois, you've known about it for a little while. Um, Bill Hader and Anna Kendrick. I, I'm changing my tune on Anna Kendrick. I'm trying to be more open to her, and I did really like her in Love Life. And I just cannot really picture them together, and so I would love to see it on screen. Yeah, I well, did you? I never watched their Christmas movie. Oh, but, I didn't even know. I should have looked this stuff up on IMDb. Well, but I, I never watched it. That it was like Noel or whatever, like they're like Santa's kids or something. But I think they're brother I and sister. About that. <laughs> so to me, hmm. I don't think that I don't. I think that's still very applicable for the to be in the top three because. I don't necessarily want... I'm not trying to cast these couples as siblings on No, but you know what's three. funny is that I was actually going to say I feel like it, Melanie Linsky and Jason Ritter could play siblings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can see that. But I think all good couples could pass as siblings, honestly. That is, that is a belief I have. Mm. Just putting it out there. <laughs> it's a very interesting theory. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, like the chemistry, like what, like people that like look alike that are couples, look alike, or, like look alike. Okay, not not the chemistry where it's like, wait, are you dating or are you siblings? It's just like, I think that people who look really similarly and could pass as like siblings are some of my favorite couples. Slash, also usually make the cutest kids. Don't ask me where this theory has come from. I have a lot of random theories, especially when it comes to children. <laughs> that's so funny because i actually feel the opposite i feel more put off by couples that look too similar interesting i'm like you couldn't Mm -hmm. like i think of them as you're like oh you're just obsessed with yourself (laughs) you had to find you're only attracted to yourself (laughs) so i'm more judgmental i guess yeah that's the that's what we should take out of this (laughs) My number two 
Probably my favorite celebrity couple of all time. So you probably, maybe you were able to also guess this one since I'm so predictable. <laughs> um, so that's actually one of my, the least favorite thing that anyone could call me. <laughs> I know that I'm thinking about that, but it's so funny because that also just says like, that's how good you are at reading people. <laughs> you know, you just and- know, you just know me so well. And I don't think that should be um, a diss at all because it means that you are true to yourself and like share the things that you love and are mm-hmm. not ashamed to share those things. And so people know those things about you. Totally. I think it's one of the, it's like, um, it's actually not, not to get too therapy on anybody, <laughs> but it's like, that's not something you should necessarily pride yourself on that you're like unpredictable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. So like it's no not, one likes yeah. an unpredictable person. It's funny <laughs> that like predictability has like a negative connotation, but it should mm-hmm. actually have a positive connotation. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more than like getting, ha- having expectations and having those expectations met. Sorry, yeah, that's ahead. true. No, well, it's like it doesn't equate boring. No, it's not. It is. It's like it. I like your spin better, which is like, <laughs> no, I just have very true to myself feelings. Yes. And not that we need to keep harping on this, but I do think it's an interesting conversation. <laughs> I also think that um, like it has a connotation also like of like that means you're like everyone else, but that's not what it means like at all. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. predictable to mm-hmm. your own, my, the things I know about you. Like you're yes. only being predictable to yourself. Yes. Not to like the world's expectations of you. It is so funny because it's like, if someone, especially maybe if someone else is like, oh, you're so predictable. It's like, mm. I mean, I guess if you say, if you say <laughs> that to a person that actually does sound more like a diss, which is not the way that you said that at all. But it is, it's like, if all you care about is being like unique from every other person in the world, it's like, well, have fun being alone forever. <laughs> like in your, in like life, like you intentionally don't want to relate to anybody else. Mm-hmm. That's not a good thing. So no, very interesting. There's yeah, a lot to unpack really here. Yeah. There I feel is. like we my can mind have a whole other <laughs> podcast spinoff. We'll have a Patreon where we just analyze each other. <laughs> That would actually be fun, but I would, that's a lot of work. What, someday when we have an intern? Yeah, someday. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was maybe one of my favorite detours we've ever taken. It was a good one. So, without further ado, my number two couple. Without further ado, my number two. (laughs) Without further ado, my number two. (laughs) Um, Okay. I said Jamie Lee Curtis and Christopher Guest because A, they're both geniuses and they're very different from each other. And I almost never see any photos of them together anymore, which like sometimes I'm like, is that a bad thing? But I think that they're just kind of like private about their family. And um, one of my favorite stories is that when she didn't had never met him but she saw a picture of him in a magazine or something and was like I'm gonna marry that guy and then she found out they had the same agent so she got them to meet and then they actually did end up getting married and that's cool (laughs) why can't that happen to one of us 
I point at pictures all the time of men celebrities. Same. Saying, I'm going to marry that guy. Hasn't happened yet, but One I'll just day. channel my, my inner Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, that's a great story and a great choice. Thank you. My number one is Zach Braff and Florence Pugh. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Another mystery couple um, that I'm very intrigued by. And I would love Florence to be on specifically a TV show. I think that would be... I guess she is was on Hawkeye. So I take that back. But also yeah, it's but- been a while since we've seen Zach Braff. Mm-hmm. What I was just going to say about Hawkeye is that that was also a character she played in a movie. So it's not like a mm. truly like TV exclusive thing, you know? Good point. So Great point. Still, still fair. I love it. Um, I, I love both of them. And even though I do have a little creepy, it's like there is kind of a creepy factor there just because like she's so much younger than him. They've also been together for a pretty long time now. Very long time. So... I would I would enjoy seeing that myself too. Mm-hmm. Like what would the I I want to know like acting opposite your partner would be so interesting cuz like that's different chemistry than like you kind of have to change your chemistry a little bit cuz you're playing other mm-hmm. characters. It's very intriguing. Yeah, because like I was thinking a lot of there are, are quite a lot of people who are who act together and are married, but a lot of them I feel like met on the show first and then mm-hmm. got married like while the show was airing mm-hmm. like Carrie Russell and Matthew Rice or Rice and then same with uh, Kit Harrington and his wife on Game mm-hmm. of Thrones. It was actually kind of hard. I was trying to find couples that did not meet on the set and mm-hmm. it was actually kind of hard. Yeah. Hmm. Which leads me to my number one. Great. And it is Chelsea Peretti and Jordan Peele. Oh my gosh, you're brilliant. Yes, please. I um, I would love to see them be in something together. I mean, I Jordan Peele hasn't really acted in a really long time. I think he does voices on like Big Mouth. Um, mm-hmm. Who doesn't? But, yeah, except honestly, <laughs> that is the truest <laughs> thing in the universe. <laughs> But yeah, I've like never seen them on screen together, really. Even if and it was a reality show, that'd be great. <laughs> I would love to see their house and their, uh, like, their child raising styles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, please anything. Yeah, every time Chelsea posts something, I'm like, um, did Jordan take this video or like, where's Jordan when you were doing this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what did he think of all of her makeup tutorials during quarantine? You know, like, yeah. I'm sure he loved them, but did he ever help out? Was she like, hey, watch the kids while I go into the bathroom and make some videos? I just, <laughs> I love thinking about the behind the scenes of stuff like that. Yes. Ugh. Great answers and no overlap. I'm very impressed by us. Yeah, I am too. That was good. All right. The Power of the Dog, not necessarily what I would consider a fun movie. (laughs) (laughs) I found myself to be extremely bored during it. But then at the end, I was like, wait a minute. I love this movie. (laughs) Uh, I love when that happens. 
I mean, Benedict of. Cumberbatch was so good. I love, I love him. I'm a big Cumberhead. Cumberbitch. <laughs> yes. Um, I did want more of, uh, Dunst Plumman's screen time. Yeah. Because it also kind of felt like they didn't have any chemistry at all, a little bit, at parts. And I liked, well, I, you know, I was actually kind of expecting to be more, um, feeling a lack of chemistry. So maybe, because just from like the trailers and stuff, because mm-hmm. the trailers, I was like, is this a situation where she kind of just like had to marry him or something like that? But I liked when he was like nice to her at the restaurant and like helping. And then that part where on that, they're on that hill and like, yeah, I so I was, part. I just, it just shows how we did need more of their characters because I liked yes. those. I would have liked more of those like nice moments with them. So I, so I did, I felt something between them a little bit, but it is also, it just would be so weird playing like opposite your actual husband, but like needing to not act like Like you know him so well yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's so interesting having to like regress yeah how what were your overall feelings of on the movie i enjoyed it and it's i it's actually sometimes those types of movies are hard for me like very kind of like quiet and atmospheric um movies especially like i really don't usually i don't like watching movies about like mean cowboys (laughs) (laughs) kind of specific but it's just like i'm not enjoying this those cowboys are really mean and gross and whatever but i did like it and i really liked that it felt um so tense the whole time like it didn't feel like a typical just kind of like period piece like drama because there was like always kind of the fear that like what is benedict cumberbatch gonna do you know and then Mm -hmm. i really the end I was like, I was shook by the end. I really liked that reveal was like so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked that it was just in like the last, like literally the last seconds is always exciting. I think it. I watched it like in the middle of watching Sundance stuff and it felt like pretty in line with a lot of this like Sundance type movies. And so I think yes. that kind of, I was kind of in that mindset while I watched it. So that was actually that helpful helps. for me yeah 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 i liked it i thought it was good i would recommend it to just about anyone just know it's a slow yeah. burn yeah definitely slow burn uh i was just gonna quote dj Khaled and say another one but then i got embarrassed <laughs> you should do it it's good <laughs> i'll just keep that in there and let the people know that i was gonna do it <laughs> That's even funnier. <laughs> um, the Lost Daughter, which was is the first film that Maggie Gyllenhaal directed, mm-hmm. and is starring Olivia Coleman and Dakota Johnson mm-hmm. and Paul Mescal and Jesse Jesse and. Buckley and. Yes. Uh, Carolina from Carolina yes who I have to say she might have been my favorite actor in the whole thing because I was literally like 
I know this actress, but I don't think it's who I'm thinking that it is because she looks pretty different and she's talking totally different and her attitude is 100% different. And so I was shook when I looked it up and it literally was her. Count of Monte Cristo heads also know her from the Count of Monte Cristo. (laughs) And um, because I was like, wow, I love her. She was like, I felt like everyone else was really good, but also I think with except for Jesse Buckley was kind of being like how they are in a lot of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. doing really good job but she was so different that i was like wow she's really impressing me right now that was just that was just one thought i had yeah i had the same exact experience okay, with her cool. what were your overall thoughts and feelings on the lost daughter um overall i thought it was a good movie and i was pretty impressed with maggie gyllenhaal as a director i think mm-hmm. um i didn't I wouldn't, it's not an enjoyable watch, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know. It's not something I would be like, oh, I'm kind of in the mood to watch The Lost Daughter. <laughs> um, not the, I like, I think, like, I'm actually thinking back to, because I just watched these both in the last week. And I'm thinking, like, I rated Power of the Dog higher on my Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. Just because that's kind of how I was feeling. But it's not necessarily that I, like, I thought it was very good, though. Like, the performances was, were really good. Um, I do feel like maybe there were some parts where I was kind of confused. Yeah. Um, I rated it lower on Letterboxd for that exact reason. I felt like there were parts of it that I still don't fully understand, and I still have, like, kind of a lot of questions. But, yeah, I think that the performances were all really good, and the, it was really pretty, And Mm -hmm. I thought the storyline was really interesting and it kind of like shares a side of motherhood that like we haven't really seen before. So I like really liked that perspective. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I was like on the edge of my seat the whole movie, like what's going to happen? I mean, I feel like that's a similar to Power of the Dog. It was like very tense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did that really well. I forgot how many people are in this movie because also Ed Harris Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Peter Skarsgård. <laughs> so I saw a Letterboxd review that was someone was like, wow, Maggie Gyllenhaal is so is great because she didn't feel the need to put herself in her own movie. Like so many like famous people who direct kind of like they're also the star, you know, but mm-hmm. Peter Skarsgård is her partner. So yeah. she <laughs> snuck in someone. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. I would have preferred Jake, her brother, TBH, but it's fine. Yeah, I don't know anyone who prefers Peter Sarsgaard to Jake Gyllenhaal, you know? Like, that <laughs> is a weirdo. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was like all, yeah, everyone in it, good. Um, Jesse Buckley, one of the best we got. So, yeah, it truly. was good. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. <laughs> but also not fun. But just like entertaining, eerie spot in spot show. Yes. All right. On to the next one. Um, this is kind of fun that we're just doing like little mini reviews. Yeah, I like it. Don't look up another Netflix movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence, made by Adam McKay, directed by Adam McKay. How'd you feel about this one? Um, 
not great Same. didn't feel great about it um <laughs> i was actually pretty sad because i i um i wanted to like it more because all i heard was how much everyone hated it so it was kind of like well maybe my expectations are low enough kind of but unfortunately Mm -hmm. i agreed with the masses on this one i just found it all um very obvious and kind of like irritating and also kind of boring and also i never laughed and that's it what what (laughs) what were your thoughts and reactions yeah i was i was angry that with this um big of a cast with like so many people that I love that how boring it was like the two Mm. main characters were some of the worst characters I've ever seen in a tv show or or in a movie like there was zero like ability to either of them and like they didn't have any chemistry at all and it just made me so sad because I usually really like both of them Especially when we haven't really seen Jennifer Lawrence in a long time. No. Yeah. Like, she's been MIA, and now this is the first thing she's been in, and yikes. Like, uh, the only times I did laugh were Timothy Chalamet, which he has, like, probably less than 10 lines. Mm-hmm. And Jonah Hill was pretty good. I really, I did like Jonah Hill's character. But other than that that was it it was just it was too in my face and like too real like it was like okay Meryl Streep is playing a Trump president and like I get it this is yeah this is what it is and so I just did not like that yeah I my I um the vibe was that it really thought it was like a it was doing a lot and was really clever and I didn't really there wasn't really much that was clever about this I feel like it wasn't really a stretch this the whatever metaphor you wanted whether it's climate change or COVID or whatever you know it's like yeah we're living this we know that people are refusing to listen to science or whatever Mm -hmm. you know yeah and they're being exploited for the people in power's gain Mm-hmm. thanks for pointing that out to us like I I don't know it was just it just was kind of an unpleasant watch in my opinion of like I I feel like maybe there it was it's kind of a tough um a tough thing to do successfully almost like I was I was just wondering like was there kind of a more entertaining way to do it and honestly I don't know I just don't think the premise is even that intriguing of an idea to me to try I think it would have been more entertaining if all of these like really like high profile actors like had their own little uh, segments of like showing what they were doing in the, like the last time uh, with their last time on earth. And then I remembered mm. that that's already a movie that we've seen called how it ends. It was a Sundance movie where there's a meteor oh. coming to the earth. Yeah. And that I really liked that show and thought it was really fun. And I mean, I think that it, they could have gone that way and I think it would have been more interesting. But like mm-hmm. the two main characters were so boring and it was so long. It 
I if they had made it tighter and shorter, then I would have liked it more for sure. It felt yeah. it felt long while I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the my by far favorite performance in it was bring up again Melanie Linsky. Um, I felt like she actually her character had depth to it to her, even though she was barely in it too. But like, she was doing a good job and actually made me feel something for her character mm-hmm. a little bit, you know? And, um, yeah, she's just kind of like a, she just crushes it whenever she's in something, even kind of this. It's, it's interesting. Cause like everyone else was kind of doing like, um, almost like either nothing or like intentionally or like too too much you know because it's like it's a choice to make jennifer lawrence be bland Mm -hmm. you know but melanie linsky was like kind of in the middle like subdued and like subtle and that was really interesting in this in this movie full of like over the top um and like empty performances so gotta give her props yeah that's true adam mckay really let us down this time not worth the watch, in my opinion. If you have already gone this long without seeing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything. I guess if you're curious how you'll react to it, but that's literally the only thing. I don't know. I just didn't. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't have any more words <laughs> to say. The only sound. <laughs> uh, all right. Who is your crush of the week? Hmm, it's actually really hard. There's, I mean, <laughs> it's overwhelming even just scrolling. Th- I was just scrolling through Don't Look Up. <laughs> I could pick, technically I could pick Jeevan again. <laughs> <laughs> True. We could have him be one of our crushes two weeks in a row. Um, But I am going to go with Benedict Cumberbatch, actually. Um, I don't. I really respect him. I don't like he's not top of mind for me a lot. Um even though I think he's very talented, but I thought that he was really good and I really hated his character for so much of Power of the Dog. Um but I also then liked his turn of like becoming softer and like vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And um he also looked very handsome in that movie and I He's really one of those such odd looking person at times, but sometimes I think he is a very like beautiful person and uh, I was like, wow, he's, this is just an interesting experience for me. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm choosing him this week. Great. Great choice. Who, I can't wait to hear your crushes. Mine is Alex Wolf. I watched um pig which is also a netflix movie that um we could add to the list i watched it on the plane and it was it was good it was different very different than i was expecting um but yeah alex wolf is in it and while i'm looking at his imdb right now and i forget that he's literally so baby he's five years younger than me but he is just so cute. He's cutie. Five years isn't that long. No, it's right? not. 
He's also, yeah, I haven't watched Pig, but he's cutie and he's very good. Like, he's good in everything. Yeah, everything he's in is good. So. Great choice. Yeah, there's my answer. I think that's it. Next week, we will be discussing, and just like that, from HBO Max, it ends (laughs) this week, and wow. It might be a five-hour-long episode. Who knows? We have lots to say. I'm so excited. It's going to be great. (sighs) So catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.